it was uh, quite a surprise for me because 90% of the team was ready to work on the next Monday after the war started. I am extremely proud of my team because they are so focused on self-development, on uh, growing. Uh, they want to show the world that Ukrainians are having uh, huge talents. You shouldn't know us only for the war. Hey, bootstrappers! Welcome to Bootstrap Stories, the podcast where founders, marketers, and thoughtful leaders share the most actionable tips on building a successful business. After meeting with hundreds of bootstrappers in the past years, I figured out that we all struggle to grow our businesses. But the truth is that most of us don't know where to ask for help or advice. That's why I decided to start this podcast, to give you all the keys to succeed at every stage of your business, all the tested strategies for solving your struggles and taking your business to a new level. No fluff, no bullshit, only a real talk between friends that help each other succeed. Today, my guest for this episode is Pavel Tseliuko, the CEO of Merge, a design agency based in Ukraine. Hey, Pavel, welcome to Bootstrap Stories. Yeah, hey, G, thanks for hosting me. It's a pleasure for me. Thanks a lot. Super happy to, to have you here. And uh, I think like uh, really interesting the way you bootstrap your agency. Uh, in our audience, we have a lot of, uh, you know, like bootstrappers from SaaS company up to agencies. So I would really love to know a little bit more about your background and how you got started with the agency. Yeah, um, sounds a good question to get started. So um, a quick background about myself. I'm uh, 21 years old and uh, I built an agency from my 17. Uh, wow. I got started um, as a UX UI design freelancer at school and uh, in my age of 14 I was just like uh, taking some uh, gigs gig jobs and uh, like the first uh, full-time UX UI design position I got at my uh, 16 for <laughs> uh, for US startup you know and okay. uh, I was uh, quite lucky there because uh, I had uh, um senior uh, designer who was mentoring me and uh, I got really powerful knowledge. Uh, so then uh, I was just working as a freelancer and at my age of 17, I uh, was um, uh, decided to gather a team uh, so we could uh, bring more significant projects. I, I can also pay my bills, bills for apartments, for utilities, you know, and uh, it it was just started from a uh, hungry point when you're uh, so young. And yeah, maybe this conversation will be also so inspiring for uh, young guys uh, who also have a desire to run their own hustle. So yeah, I was quite lucky that um, I hadn't these like borders in my mind that um, like limited me uh, and uh, I just decided that uh, I want more significant projects and I can take as a freelancer and uh, I need to pay for my life in uh, Kyiv because I am not originally from Kyiv and uh, it's uh, quite expensive for uh, living. Um, yeah, that was like 
That's Almost. really, really inspiring and awesome. I mean, you, you started like, it's, it's just crazy. Like you started at like 14 to do UX, then you got like your first job at 16 with a US company and then starting the agency at 17 and you are now like 21. I mean, I'm really impressed. <laughs> and I, I just, I'm curious because like, uh, to me, this is really, really inspiring, like, uh, to be able to start at such a young age. I think I started entrepreneurship like much later. I was like 26 or seven. So I'm really curious, like when you got started at like 14, how do you, did, did you learn everything online? Like, uh, where did you find exactly like your first job? How was the process? Uh, yeah, good question. First of all, I'm big fan of practicing, not learning. So if you can uh, go and uh, just copy nice dribble shot uh, of nice interface, just do it. Mm. Uh, you can just redraw it. Uh, uh, like uh, for sure you should get knowledge uh, and you can uh, have free access to uh, Uh, really experienced people just on YouTube who drive their own podcasts about UX, uh, do lectures and uh, do webinars. So it's really easy to get knowledges nowadays, um, the, but you should practice so much. Um, when I was uh, uh, applying to my first jobs, uh, I already had uh, uh, two UX UI design works in my portfolio. It was just concepts. So <laughs> fake it until you make it. You know <laughs> that uh, the strategies that always help you on the beginning. Um, and uh, the idea was um, build some case studies uh, in portfolio, just two high quality work examples and uh, find something on lower hourly rate just to start uh, gaining your experience. So, on so the did you go on Upwork or what platform did you use like to find the, or apply for the job? Um, yes, yeah, so it was Upwork, uh, Ukrainian freelance boards and um, uh, Facebook also, okay, nice. uh, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh send cold messages that you're doing that stuff but keep it short uh i am uh, sure you agree with me here because <laughs> like <laughs> all emails and all cold messages should be short uh like to get uh value uh for someone who is reading it um the So uh, once I was applying to my full-time jobs, I also uh, was writing that I will work for low uh, hourly rate. I need experience. Uh, hire me. And nice. uh, one startup get, uh, got me hired. Uh, so This is really interesting. Work. It's really interesting because um, I know, you know, like um, a lot of people would advise like uh, not to lower your price, like not to work for free or whatever. But to be honest, when I started my agency back in the days, I did hundreds of hours of work for free just because I wanted to get experience. I wanted to build use cases. So I'm like 100% aligned with, uh, with what you say. Until you get your uh, reputation, until you build uh, the brand of your company, uh, you should uh, work on that. 
and uh, gain your experience as much as possible. So uh, great testimonials, uh, use cases, experience in uh, specific business fields is quite important on the beginning. And you can't you uh, you can't get it uh, if you like uh, looking for earning money. Don't look to earn money like never in business. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, like how did the transition went from, um, you know, being employee to launching your own agency? Like what was the switch in your mind that you needed to hire that team and go on bigger project? Was it because you were freelancing and getting like too many demands or how did you make the transition? Uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, it's like, uh, two completely different mindsets, uh, because of, uh, the mindset of being an entrepreneur, uh, you should be ready to get challenges every day, uh, to huge stress and to unpredicted future, because you can't expect if you will get uh more clients in three months or not so uh the first year was uh quite complex um i was tra transitioning here uh from doing the work by my own hands uh to manage another person so i hired my first employee <laughs> and uh, she's uh our head of design right now. Nice. Uh, her name is Elizabeth, and yeah, she's an insane person and motivates me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, true story. When uh, we were just started, um, the experience was uh, um, going from managing another person, then you start managing uh, already two persons, and um, uh, then your responsibilities just uh, getting changed uh, because you're not already responsible for work quality. You are mostly responsible for a customer relationship or for sales or for finance. And uh, uh, I was transitioning maybe uh, first uh, 11 months, I would say, uh, until we got to team of uh, six people uh now we are the team of 50 people wow. um, yeah now it's uh, like a uh, completely different uh responsibilities that i have so it's been three and a half years since you started and um basically you are a team of 50 which is like really like huge growth what's kind of like uh, your current arr right now yeah so we closed april with uh 160k uh, uh, revenue and okay. uh, uh so we, close to uh, 2 million if we project it to <laughs> <annual>. <laughs> uh, yeah um so we are targeting um to 5 million revenue uh nice. in 2022 and we closed 2021 with uh, 1 million revenue wow nice, nice. Early, yeah that's really cool and uh how if we want to go back like in the early days, cause you were saying, uh, 11 months, six people and you transitioning, like from being a UX designer freelance to hiring someone, then managing like five or six people. So how exactly do you find like the, the first customers? Was it mainly word of mouth? Was it you like going on Facebook group, Upwork, et cetera, or doing outreach? How was the, the process to acquire your first customers? 
Gee, so uh, it's a good question. And uh, I got started from Facebook groups, uh, you okay. know, like uh, where different companies are just posting different design gigs. And uh, we just uh, found our first customer there. And uh, uh, here's only, uh, uh, you should be focused on uh, specialization of your agency from uh, day one, because uh, in, the in, in the specialization, where do you gain your experience? Uh, other clients uh, are really matter because uh, if you, can bring them more value in their uh, business field. Uh, if you like, can bring new ideas for user experience or uh, manage your work efficiently because you already know how to work with that business field, um, they will hire you because they understand that uh, you can solve their problems. Yeah. so. So did you did you specialize like uh, in the early days, for example, on I don't know like SaaS businesses or uh, I don't know like uh, telecom businesses or? Yeah, exactly. So uh, our first client was uh, asset management for crypto, okay. and it was uh, a SaaS model platform. Mm. Uh, so since day one, we are building our expertise in SaaS, fintech, and mobile apps. Okay. It's quite help us because you know uh, just much more easier to reach out to possible clients when you have a niche and uh, yeah yeah and a portfolio yeah. with uh, matching clients and everything yeah exactly and and do you get like um, so for you like you would say that the main um, acquisition channel is outreach or is it like uh, word of mouth or how would you split kind of like your acquisition right now uh, of customers. Yeah, uh, uh, we do LinkedIn outreach a lot, and uh, uh, we also get in um, referral clients. Okay. Um, it's like um, 70 from LinkedIn and 30 or 40 uh, from uh, World of Mouse. Nice. Um, the strategy with LinkedIn works pretty well for us. Um, yeah, you just should uh, uh, optimize your LinkedIn profile, uh, prepare uh, nice message templates, uh, how to get uh, attention here. Oh, gee, maybe here I can share also some life hacks. Uh, <laughs> we tried uh, one really cool uh, strategy for LinkedIn outreach. So it was uh, like we were trying to get effect uh, of... Um, uh being unexpected okay like our first message is like uh hey do you have a minute or uh hey can we chat okay it's like first uh, first message you sent and we got insane response rate actually <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's like it's like 60 percent or 50 wow that's huge that's yeah. huge and that's nice i mean i think like uh yeah the because the mess, like people, whenever they, they, I think like try to do like sales prospecting on LinkedIn, most of the messages I received are actually like really rubbish. Um, people don't understand that the most time you spent on LinkedIn is actually on mobile. So if your messages are like way too long, 
looks like you've been writing for a computer and tried to do like, a, and that the message has been approved by your CMO and everything. So it's like a super long thing. Yeah, it will not, uh, it will not work out. So that's, that's really cool. And um, <clears throat> when you get like to, to that phase, like how exactly is, uh, is the agency split right now? Cause you are like 50 people you mentioned. So e how many people are actually like doing uh UX, UI design, how many people are actually like uh, working on sales? How many people like, how exactly is, uh, is your team split? Yeah, so do we have um, a company split for uh, like two streams, okay. uh, billable people and overhead. Okay. Uh, overhead means all administrati uh, administrative positions, sales, HR, recruiting, finance, uh, and then um, uh, for billable stuff, uh, we have uh, 20 plus designers, uh, 10 plus devs for um, mobile development and front-end development. And um, of, we have uh, one responsible uh, uh, person for finance and uh, one recruiter. Uh, uh, marketing department is uh, uh, the biggest one uh, for overhead stream. We have uh, head of growth, a marketing manager, uh, lead generation uh, department. Uh, we actually have five people who are actually focused only on LinkedIn. Nice. Uh, we divided the pipeline that way that uh, one girl is uh, collecting a database of uh, um, prospects uh, based on our ICP, and uh, other uh, other just um, chatting with clients in LinkedIn. Uh, so it's um, a quite structured process. That is why uh, we are getting leads from there, nice. uh, and it's beautiful. Um, so. Um, and do you more, still, and are you the one doing the closing or do you have like salespeople doing closing? Yeah, that's uh, the the bottleneck that I defined as uh, that I am closing deals and okay. uh, uh, just from experience of uh, with um, other agency founders, what I got is that all of them are closers are usually most of them are closers there are closing deals because uh when the agency is growing uh the most uh, the, the highest responsibility of the ceo is uh client relationship if you sign uh, a deal with a series b a series c client uh they need special treatment and uh, uh so I invest a lot of my focus right now in customer success and uh, closing deals. But we have, uh, I have an assistant uh, who is actually managing the whole sales process with uh, proposals, estimates, um, uh, follow-ups, uh, nice. CRM, and uh, uh, I am available on um, a proposal review call and the uh, kickoff call. Okay. No, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, I'm, I'm also curious cause, uh, you know, you are like uh, 21 with a team of 50. <laughs> so I have like so many questions on that topic. Um, how exactly like, uh, or 
has it been for you um, an issue to be like uh, young and managing such a big team? Like, how do you face when you have to manage like hold older people or people who's uh, potentially like more experienced? What have you like, have you found out like this as being something difficult or challenging or? Uh, yeah. Um, um, let me start with the importance of company culture here because it's uh, quite important and uh, uh, the since the war started in Ukraine I uh, 100% more believe that actually company culture is what keeping us alive uh, so uh, we have a lot of freedom uh, we have um, uh experienced people who are responsible for their jobs uh they don't need to be managed my responsibility okay. is uh, uh set up strategic goals uh do a plan and run uh, uh checkpoints uh like on uh, sync up calls um the uh the challenge was here that uh uh, for me, it was quite hard to understand that I should bring vision on the table. Where do we go? Uh, because I was doing that uh, quite naturally on the beginning. Like uh, uh, we have a goal on the first year to hit like 10 employees. Let's do it. And everyone, <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> and uh, uh, now when you have 50 people, you should have the whole team aligned on your strategic goals where do you go on your values and uh, it's so important here uh, because if the team is not aligned on the values it will be just wrong um, uh, culture fit between them it will be a lot of miscommunication between people so um, I would suggest really, I would advise everyone, if you grow uh, uh, over 10 people, you should start just describing your values. Uh, really, what do you think to, um, what gave you that achievement that you already have? Like for us, it was uh, uh, organized and systematic. Be customer first, be honest always, and uh, grow without boundaries. And really, like my uh, the most loved um, value in the company is uh, growth without boundaries. That is why we are giving uh, educational programs to our people. Um, we cover uh, one thousand uh, USD as an annual budget for education. Nice. Also, we have a self care budget and uh, all those kind of things. There are not quite popular for agencies because uh, uh, mostly baked startups are doing them since they have money. Uh, we don't uh, actually focused on uh, our profit because uh, we invest in the team a lot. And that is uh, why actually uh, uh, the company culture is uh, uh, so strong. Uh, because we care not only about uh, like revenue numbers, we more caring about people and uh, 
it really helped us uh, when uh, the war started in Ukraine. Um, let me finish here uh, with the last thing that uh, oh, you should be focused on people always uh, and uh, like don't be focused on revenue or numbers, just uh, keep your people uh, motivated, inspired uh, by your goals and uh, uh, you will get them for sure. Yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. And uh, what what has been for you like uh, a great way to keep people like uh, motivated? Like, do you do you do like uh, how how exactly? Because you mentioned two interesting things here. Uh, the first thing is like whenever you reach ten people, this is where you starting thinking about your culture. So you start very early, and you started thinking, you know, about uh, your goals, your objective, what you wanted to reach. And you mentioned that you know by focusing on people down the line, like the revenue will come always, because if you help people, if you train them, if we put them in the good or the best conditions possible, they would overachieve, they would overperform. And for the company, it will mean that revenue will follow, the company will strive. And I 100% agree with that. But how technically or like with very specific example, do you keep the team motivated? Is it like a weekly meetings where you share the vision, like how often do you do it? How often do you review goals? How often do you coach people? What's kind of like the, the process around that? Yeah, good question. So we have monthly team meeting. Uh, I, um, since the war started, I'm also showing our PNL uh, transparently. Okay. Um, so uh, because you like can't imagine how people should be confident in the company nowadays um that we will uh not um bankrupt like in months uh, we have like cash pillow yeah and uh, uh we have uh we had a strategic session with the core team on the beginning of the year uh core team is uh different team leaders head of design, head of development, head of recruitment, and uh, uh, their responsibility is uh, to motivate their own teams. And they are uh, pretty good in leadership. So uh, that's amazing. Um, we did strategic planning. It means that uh, we def defined the annual revenue goals that we need to achieve. And then during the week, on the beginning of uh, 2022, we were um, writing down like uh, which marketing activities should we do how many leads should we get uh, how many people should be hired uh, how many clients uh, and what the average uh, deal revenue will come uh, so like clear points what should you uh, achieve and uh, when the team knows uh, what you should do and when the team knows um, to which goals it will take you, it really motivates them because okay. the the. Can you give like a specific example, like uh, of I don't know, like any goal that you've set and what it where it should take the team? Uh, yeah, uh, for example, uh, it will be kind of abstract goal, uh, but I want to build merge the best. Uh, workplace for people 
it's quite abstract, but from that goal, you just uh, um, setting up uh, small milestones, what you can do. Like first is health insurance, second is uh, a self-care program, like uh, uh, more invest in workshops uh, for the team, um, like more invest in uh, uh, learning for the team. Uh, because now team are not just um, picking up the company for the best salary. They're looking for experience that uh, will be valuable for them um, in the future. Because people want to invest money. They uh, Sorry, people want to invest time and not just earn money. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, when you set, set up uh, the goals like that and you uh, clearly, clearly uh, uh, show them to your people uh, the roadmap who will achieve it, people see growth and uh, people are strive to growth. And that's amazing that uh, we have uh, that kind of culture in a team. It's also, and it always actually comes uh, from company culture and your HR brand. Uh, what people do hire, which people do hire, um, because HR brand uh, should be clear. Uh, we, uh, for example, we are hiring uh, passionately young, passionately curious, and bold people, and. These three characters is actually describe everyone in the team, and when you have everyone aligned, it's uh, much easier to get goals together. Nice, that's and, really, uh, really cool. People never should be uh, felt like you cheat them because you're earning your reputation for sure, and uh, you should always be transparent. You should always be honest, and uh, whatever is going. Just be honest with your team, and uh, um, since you're already doing the business, uh, you always know that um, it will be like a uh, happy end in mm. the future. <laughs> you're going to that happy end uh, through uh, different problems altogether, and uh, you're uh, like will not. Uh, fire people if you maybe don't have enough revenue mm. it's so important that people could relay and be confident in you mm. and i think you're mentioning that especially now with uh, the situation in uh, in ukraine like how has uh, the war kind of been affecting you because i know right now you're in uh, kiev is that correct or uh i'm in my moved? hometown uh, ah, okay. in Kremenchuk. yeah okay 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 so how how is uh, the team going? How has it been affected? Like the revenue? How you do like handle all the situation? Yeah. So I was talking about some uh, culture topics in the beginning. Uh, here, when our culture really really showed up, why this is important? Because uh, it's what it was like extremely unexpected. Uh, unexpected that the world will be started exactly that day and uh, the team was just unfocused completely they 
could not just be focused on uh, work because uh, uh, they don't understand what what will be happened with their mm-hmm. homes, with their lives, with their job. And uh, here, your leadership responsibilities should come because you should uh, uh, make everyone confident that they will not lose a job. Uh, we keep everyone on payroll. Um, we stop hiring but we will renew it uh once we get more clear picture how uh clients are acquiring um uh, in this period so we also united everyone yeah so uh, the problem is uh the huge problem is uh unfocus mm. when you unite everyone um you motivate inspire people uh, to keep working, keep delivering our services to our clients, because it's uh, quite important to not lose reputation for sure. And we united everyone um, uh, by the message that we will donate whole February profit uh, to the military funds. And uh, uh, since the war started, the Marsh team already donated over 15,000. USD and uh, um, people are motivated because um, their work is actually a fact uh, how fast we will get to our win. Uh, We will win for sure, but it depends on how fast. And uh, when everyone is um, doing their job properly, are delivering our services to clients and we have profit to donate. Um, yeah, it motivates even more like uh, everyone. And when, because I mean, I can't imagine how you must have felt like the the day like this happened and you say like, like you're at war. Like, is that, is there like, um, because I mean, you and me were like young and you are like very young. So I'm like wondering at 21, I don't know how the fuck I would have handled like uh, something like this. So I'm really, really impressed in about like how you manage like all the things. So when this happened, because you're also like solo founder. So when this happened, who do you talk to? Who do you talk with? Like, is this, okay, let's have a team you meeting know. with everyone or <laughs> finance manager (laughs) directly finance okay where's Uh, the money where are we at (laughs) uh, so the first thing we did like right after i uh, wrote like messages that the war started when everyone in kiev just heard bombs like i just messaged our finance manager we should get everyone pay out Mm. Uh, so we did pay out for February, like in the first day, uh, then, uh, next person is our HR, like, uh, Alexandra, please, uh, help our people to get out from, uh, their cities and find safe places. Mm. And, uh, we were helping with that. Uh, then next day we had, um, uh, team meeting with everyone so to check up uh, where do they located if there are in danger zones or not and um, 
next Monday, we also had the team meeting to decide who can work and not, and who not yet. It was um, quite a surprise for me because 90% of the team was ready to work uh, on the next Monday after the war started. Wow. Uh, and uh, I'm extremely proud of my team because they are so focused on self-development, on uh, growing. Uh, they want to show the world not uh, uh, that Ukrainians are having uh, huge talents. You shouldn't know us only for the war uh, because what value we bring to our customers is insane. They really love to work with us and I'm so proud of that. Um, yeah, here is another thing, like huge thanks to our clients because no one left us. Nice. And uh, everyone was just sending support emails, support messages. And uh, uh, first I was asking for donations to our funds. If they can do some donations, it will be amazing. Second is uh, give us more work uh, because we need revenue uh, as much as never. Because we haven't know uh, like if we'll have enough money or not uh, to uh, keep everyone on the payroll. And uh, 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 lucky um, that uh, we had strong uh, relationship with our clients. It was not just uh, supplier and client relationship. Uh, you actually like uh, dedicate your attention, your expertise to their products, and they really uh, work with us as uh, with their internal team. Uh, it's beautiful. It's actually advice for every agency uh, founder that you should work on relationship with your client. Uh, help them, treat them as a customer first and uh, do better than they expect from you. That's that's really nice. And have you like uh, kind of like changed the way you were managing the team since uh, the war started? Like uh, do you do more um, weekly meetings instead of monthly? Like do you do more checkup? Like what has kind of like changed for you on the day to day? Yeah, so uh, the first month we was doing uh, even twice uh, a week uh, team meeting with everyone. Uh, we also moved to uh, bi-weekly payrolls. Before that, we had uh, monthly payroll. So we moved to uh, bi-weekly and uh, um, like uh, we asked uh every our client to pay invoices as fast <laughs> as possible <laughs> yeah i can yeah. understand <laughs> yeah and uh, actually like everyone have supported us g like uh it was amazing that uh invoices was never paid that fast as uh in the first months of the war uh, that's that's really really cool and i feel like it's uh I mean, I think it's part of your culture, you know, as you mentioned, the fact that you are transparent, honest, etc. I think it creates this uh, really strong relationships either within the team, but also, you know, with uh, with your clients. So when shit hit the fan, you know that in the end you're you're not alone. And uh, 
yeah, this is really, really impress impressive. Um, I want to kind of like <clears throat> try to, uh, to wrap up, uh, this episode. So usually I have like, uh, three questions that I love to ask. Um, I know you're a, a self learner, so you'll probably have like uh, an answer for both, uh, favorite book or podcast for you. Oh, like the favorite book I would recommend high output management. Uh, yes. do you know that book? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite amazing because it's just like a guide for, uh, management, uh, responsibilities, um, uh, for podcasts. Uh, I'm just big fan of Jerogan. That's it. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, and favorite, uh, bootstrap founder and, uh, also why? Uh, so I will move forward, uh, with Andrey Bas. He's a Ukrainian founder. Okay. Uh, you definitely don't know him yet, but, uh, <laughs> he's a so excited guy. Uh, he's so young and, uh, he's, um, managing the mobile development agency and also launched their own SaaS for uh, performance review tracking uh, for employees and they are bootstrapping. Uh, they have more than 70 employees in total and uh, he's so amazing because like when just the work started he posted in his Facebook that uh, his company is donating uh, over sixty thousand dollars. Sorry, um, over forty thousand uh, dollars to funds. So I'm impressed by this guy. He's also uh, in my network, and uh, yeah, I that's really good. That, uh, he is the best uh, booster founder that I know. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, final question, like, what do you do to regain energy during tough times? So, uh, do you mean me personally or yeah, for the personally? Team? Yeah. Um, so, uh, G, you can't imagine, but donations is uh, giving a lot of energy, a lot, okay. because uh, you understand your own value uh, and you help many, many people with a donation. So if you can donate even like 50 or $100, uh, it will get back you a lot of energy uh, to stay powered. And that's the first thing. Second, um, I do uh, just gym regularly and uh, uh, I have my calendar schedule. <laughs> I, I don't have time to be not motivated, you know, <laughs> when you're the founder and leader, uh, I'm sure you G understand me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I have no to work out as well. <laughs> awesome. And, um, where can people like, kind of like follow you, get in touch with you if they want, like what's uh, the best platform or the best way to reach out? Yeah. If you want, if you want to get, uh, a call, like a pitch call with us, you can book a slot in our website, merge the trucks. Um, if you want to apply for a job, you could also find uh, available jobs on our website. Actually, we hire a lot of people right now, uh, since we have a lot of talents available in Ukraine who lost their jobs. And 
it's a good opportunity to work uh, with Ukrainians uh, because I'm sure everyone uh, have heard about um, special quality and special uh, mentality that Ukrainians have. Uh, yeah, Judy, I will add a couple of words here because uh, um, we also have like uh, some characters that differentiate us from others that uh, we are so uh, we um, accept challenges and everything that impossible is possible and we also um, hungry nation uh, and uh, we do everything caring and uh, uh, for the best output Awesome. Pavel, it was a pleasure to have you on the Bootstrap Stories. Super inspiring story. And uh, I wish you the best for uh, the, the months and years to come. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Have an awesome day. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Stories, the only podcast where bootstrap entrepreneurs share their journey in all transparency. If you enjoyed this episode, don't hesitate to leave us a review. And in case you want to see the interview, all episodes are live on the YouTube channel. Check out the link in the description and hit subscribe if you haven't already. Have an amazing day and make sure to also join us in our amazing Bootstrap community where we all helped each other to become successful and grow a profitable business. Take care and talk to you soon. <laughs>